Welcome back to Pod Logic, presented by Straight Up Podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Today, we have a very special episode. We have sit down number three with Catherine O'Brien of Branch Out Programs. Catherine O'Brien is a podcast producer and owner of Branch Out Programs, which is an end to end podcast production company. She has personally made and published over 300 podcast episodes for her clients. She's an award-winning speaker, and she regularly speaks on the topic of podcasting, including her signature talk, Podcasting for Business. Branch Out Programs produces seasonal and limited series podcasts for businesses, helping connect clients with a responsive audience in an authentic way. Branch Out Programs also produces internal podcasts to connect global teams, which is even more important now than ever because every team is working remotely. It is really critical to get the most important information to your teams that's not going to get lost in Slack or Zoom. And Catherine is a beast at producing these internal podcasts. Now, not only is Catherine the owner of Branch Out Program, she's also a close friend. We met last year at the podcast movement in Orlando, and she also is the founder of a podcast mastermind group with me and several other podcast producers. She approached us and she said, hey, I really wish we would have a space where we could all meet and talk about issues within our businesses, brainstorm and bounce ideas off each other, and especially talk about the things that only podcast producers have to deal with. So Catherine is an amazing guest. She's an amazing person, and I'm really happy I was able to get her on the pod today, and I hope you enjoy. So without further ado, here is my interview. Sit down with Catherine O'Brien. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining uh, Pod Logic today. I really appreciate it, especially in these crazy times. I know that all of our schedules are either wide open or completely booked. So I'm happy we were able to find some time to sit down together. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So we will start this right off because, as with all the other Pod Logic episodes, these are short, sweet, and to the point. When did you enter the podcast industry? Why were you drawn to it? And how are you able to sort of build a business helping others podcast? My the first podcast episode I ever produced came out March 2015. So by the way, happy anniversary to me. Happy anniversary. That's great. I was a heavy consumer of podcasts. I still am a heavy consumer of podcasts. And I really wanted in the industry. I had been involved in Toastmasters since 2010. So I was a little bit familiar with speaking. I've always been an audio person. I enjoy radio. And so I, I made a move, a very big move from California to Louisiana. And when I made that move, I thought maybe this would be a chance for me to start fresh and do something new. Uh, and since I was such a heavy consumer of podcasts, I thought maybe this is my opportunity to get involved, get the skills and really launch a podcast. With my move, I was trying to get a little bit tied into my new community. I started volunteering for a dog rescue group and I approached the executive director and I said, Hey, could I do a podcast for your organization? And she said, Sweetie, you just knock yourself out. And so I did. <laughs> I launched the podcast and we had over 200 episodes of the podcast. We were nominated for best podcast in our local glossy magazine. Um, and it was really, even though it was just for fun and it was a way to support an organization that I really cared about, it also was a great way for me to learn the skills to make all my podcasting mistakes Absolutely. and to really get my feet wet as a podcaster. And funny enough, from doing all those episodes, I was able to actually get paying clients. 
That's so amazing. And five years later, still going strong, still even amid going strong. You know, Here I am. global pandemic. So, yeah. so far, so you have five years of experience running your own business, podcast producing all for people all over the country. What is the biggest roadblock you've seen with folks who want to start a podcast? And do you have any quick recommendations or solutions that you found to be the most helpful for people that are trying to get over the hump? Johnny, you know, I do. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This is why you're on the podcast. The first and foremost, podcasting is a content issue. So many people approach podcasting as a technical issue. They're worried about how do I get audio? How do I record? Where do I host a podcast? How do I get my podcast onto Apple Podcasts and to Spotify? And of course, your and my favorite question, what mic do I use? So those are all technical questions. But really, what I want to always focus people on is that podcasting is a content question. What is it that you want to say? What is your take on things? What are your ideas and who you want to share them with? And I always bring people back to that. The technical side of podcasting, that is totally achievable. That is totally manageable. If I can learn how to podcast, if anybody can learn how to podcast, the resources are out there for you to learn how to be a podcaster. But then it always comes back to what are you trying to say? So what I actually say to people is that... So don't necessarily... And let me say this. The technical side is important. Having great audio quality is important. But don't neglect your content. So that then when you come back, what I always suggest to people is who are considering a podcast is to create the podcast idea bank. This is an idea that was first introduced to me by Daniel Day... uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis? Wow. Very cool. Yeah, thanks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The host of the Audacity to Podcast. And he said to create a podcast idea bank. So you need to sit down and write down a minimum of 25 people, ideas, concepts, books, whatever it is, questions you want to answer. And that becomes your permanent bank. I think this is a great refining uh, exercise for anybody who wants to have a podcast. Because if if you think about it, 25 ideas, first of all, if you can't come up with that list of 25, I think you need to really kind of reconsider your your podcasting uh, journey. Whatever your topic is or yeah. your niche, yeah, refine that a little bit more until Absolutely. you can get and, some things down on paper. And then the other practical side of this exercise is that if you can come up with those 25 ideas, if you were to do a weekly podcast, that's six months of episodes right there. So if you if you make a physical bank, if you keep a list, you can cross out the ones that you cover. And of course, as you're going through life, you're going to be introduced with new things that you want to talk about on your podcast and you just add those to the bank. Add them right to the list. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you have the list. And so that is it. Content is where it's at when it comes to podcasting. And that's what I love about the perspective that you bring to the table because when we I at the intro of the episode I told listeners about our our little mastermind group that you so graciously put together. Uh we all come from such different backgrounds and what our expertises are in mine being really focusing on the sound quality of a podcast people that can actually hear the content whereas you come to it with content is king. And a lot of people forget that. They think if they can get the Zoom H6 recorder, their Samsung Q2U (laughs) and set up their Squadcast account, that they'll start making money off their podcast. But then they start to realize that they have absolutely nothing to say, which is something that a lot of people don't consider. So I love the idea bank. I think that's an incredible tip for people that are just starting off. And I'll say this too, is a a quick little story is that in podcasting 1.0, when I was just a consumer of podcasts, one of my favorite podcasts was a guy 
calling on his phone to an online cloud recorder. It sounded like a phone call. I did not care because he was giving me the content that I loved. And then another just little quick story is to the to the joke amongst veteran podcasters like yourself and I about the what mic do I use? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in I'm interested in calligraphy and hand lettering. And yeah. I was watching somebody talk about her journey teaching people how to become calligraphers. And she said that she always 100% of the time, every video, every anything she's doing, she gets asked, what pen are you using? Well, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what pen she's using. It matters the hundreds and hundreds of little strokes that she practiced making. Yes. That's what made her a calligraphy and hand lettering specialist. Well, for us, that translates to the what mic should I use question. And it's not the mic. It's it's that you've practiced what your your ideas, you've practiced your take on things and that you're you're giving that content. Exactly. I love that. What has been the most satisfying part of working in podcasting? Not necessarily having a show, but in the business side of things. I would say that I truly believe and value that podcasting is unique. This is a unique medium. It's a special thing to be able to connect with an audience. I, When I talk to clients or potential clients, one of the things I always try to stress to them is that podcasting is a relationship Builder. There's nothing better, no medium, I believe, for people to get to know, like, and trust you than podcasting. So it really it feels to me like a privilege to help businesses connect with a responsive audience yes. on that level in that authentic way is to be able to to really make a relationship that's real in this in this crazy world. Absolutely. The vulnerability aspect of it is so important. And one of the things that I always harp on, especially earlier on when I was doing PodLogic, was you have to be yourself if you want to build up an audience. You can't just put on this radio shock jock personality <laughs> and expect to build a genuine relationship and build a genuine audience. People are listening to you for you. They're listening to Catherine O'Brien because they really enjoy listening to Catherine O'Brien, not the person that you pretend to be when you get behind the mic. Because number one, that shtick isn't going to last forever. And number two, that personality probably isn't as great as who you are as a, as a regular person. You would be like that all the time if it really was. That's true. Last and final question. Wow, this we're already eight and a half minutes. Wow. Since running branch out programs, what do you think has been your biggest improvement? And what do you think you need to improve on the most moving forward? I would say the, the biggest improvement that I've made is I've really been good about developing the mindset that the answer is out there. So since I'm an autodidact with podcasting, I taught myself how to do it. I've mm -hmm. had to every little every little thing that I have done, I've had to learn it from scratch. But now I have that confidence going into any situation that the answer is already out there. Plus, we have the benefit of the podcast community being very generous with their answers with their knowledge that they're yes. willing to share those things. So so we're really lucky on that. But I have that confidence to say to the internet, I am having this problem how do how do I solve it? So uh, just a very small example. I when I started out I had a two channel mixer, very basic, inexpensive, and then as I was growing and serving clients in a different way, I had a four channel mixer. Well, there was suddenly was a problem where does where does everybody's head Phones, you know where where do you? There's one jack for the headphone. Right. So instead of just thinking like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and golly jeepers, whatever, it was like, oh, I learned that there's a device called a four channel headphone thing. So now I have that yeah. plugged in. So I mean, that seems like a small example, but it's like any little hurdle, there is the answer, and it's already out there for me to 
to get to. So yeah. just always having that that perspective of the answer's there. I'm going to find it. I'm going to solve this problem and I'm going to go forward. And once you are able to implement it into your process, it makes your workflow so much easier. It makes the final product of everything so much better. I mean, when I think about where I started as well, you know, starting with the Zoom H4n as my first recorder with, you know, two piece of crap microphones, just as you evolve and like you learn how to edit and you learn how to produce, everything just sounds so much better. And you can really go back and see those tangible changes once you're able to come overcome those hurdles. Sorry, I cut you off. You were about to say. That's great. And and also, but it, it also from that uh from that growth perspective, I don't spend so much time wallowing in. I don't know how to do this. I uh, I can more quickly because I have so many little examples of figuring it out, making it work, that I'm much shorter on that time of wandering where I don't know what I'm gonna do next and just pushing forward and, and making things work. And in, improving for the future. There's actually something I've been thinking about for a while. I haven't quite completely thought it out. Johnny, I'd love your professional opinion on this. Is I'm starting to wonder if there's an intermediate problem in podcasting. There's plenty of information for people to get started podcasting. People can get going. But then once you've been going for a while, you're not quite at that big stage yet. Or especially we've seen a lot of big players who have a lot of serious backing are coming into an industry where there's previously just a lot of independence. So yeah. I'm wondering about what can what are what resources and ideas and support is available for that middle ground, that intermediate podcaster. So one of yeah. the things I'm going to try and do in the future is I really want to start thinking about addressing those concerns, maybe writing articles, gathering the people who are in that space and seeing what we can do to really push forward. Especially, although I am a believer in the bigger pie, I'm glad for more podcasts. I'm more for more podcast listeners, but I don't want the independents to get squeezed out. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And that's something that I haven't really thought about to be completely honest and transparent. You're absolutely right. There you there hits a point to where you're you're a newbie in the space. You go, Oh my gosh, I, I'm new in podcasting. I have a podcast. And then, you know, six months, a year, two years in, you hit that wall, you hit that sort of plateau of, okay, now where do I go from here? My audience growth isn't growing as much as it used to. I may have some advertisers, but where do I go from here? Off the top of my head, I, I would probably be thinking that you, one, may need to try and get in with a big network. That may be the only way forward these days. Like, for example, I see Barstool Sports. They look mm -hmm. out for talent that is independent. And if you can grow a large enough audience, they will bring you in if you align with their vision. And I think that, I mean, you have the iHearts who try and buy up everybody. I think... I think Barstool is a better model to look at, regardless of what you think about their business practices. Or There's a whole social problem that people have with Barstool. But the fact of the matter is, is they find independence with talent and with numbers and they bring them in. And that's sort of how I think you jump to the next level is... And maybe that's maybe you're okay with giving up your independent status. Maybe you're not. But I think that that's definitely one solidified route forward. But I'm open to there being more. And I think that that's a great question that definitely needs to be asked. Thank you. I hope that you and I can maybe help answer that. Absolutely. That's a great place to end it. Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs. Thank you so much for joining me on PodLogic. I'm looking forward to our conversation, which is happening right now. As this episode is out, we are having our mastermind, monthly mastermind session all about probably, I'm guessing, COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that darn virus. That darn virus. Right. Uh, and before we before I hit uh, the end on the record, do you mind just telling everyone where they can find you on social media as well as what we're using equipment wise so people know how we were able to put this together from a remote standpoint? 
Johnny, are you asking me what mic I'm using? What mic are you using? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was the first question. I go, what? Yeah. She sounds great. What mic is she using? I'm using the Audio Technica 2100. I'm using a USB cord and I'm actually plugged into my laptop because you are using Squadcast, the go-to remote recorder that we Let's all go. love. Let's <laughs> go. This is actually my first time using Squadcast for a live recording, but for listeners, I'm using the uh, Shure SM7B microphone plugged into my Zoom H6 handy recorder, which is then further plugged into the laptop while it's in the USB audio interface mode. So that's our setup. That's how we were able to do it. And We'll see you guys on Tuesday. We hope you all have a safe, fantastic weekend. And Catherine, Twitter, Instagram, website. Hello, Catherine O. That's <laughs> C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-O. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And my company is Branch Out Programs, branchoutprograms.com. Wonderful. Catherine, thank you so much. And talk to you tomorrow.